Hey, hey, Rambo. Hello. <laughs> well, are you recovered from your great Jubilee weekend? How did it, I know that you went off in search of some <laughs> Jubilee yeah, parties. <laughs> didn't see what I seen. Like I went to Manchester, went into Manchester on, was it the Thursday? Can't remember. It's Thursday or Friday. Is that and when you started your four day week? You guys had Thursday, Friday. Yeah, off, so we had then, Thursday, hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all clusters like the Jubilee weekend. Like uh-huh. and I've seen a few things, but like just flags. No one like no like crowds or anything, just like flags in pubs, really. Just that's about it. So you were looking specifically for these street gatherings, these kind of yeah. like neighborhood block parties, all the neighbors getting out, celebrating. I mean, I Nothing. definitely saw those on my social media, for sure. Like social media made it seem like every man, woman, and child in the Commonwealth was gathered with their neighbor <laughs> drinking and celebrating in in mass, you know, everyone together collectively doing this. That was what was projected onto me. I just figured you would stumble upon many, but yeah. No, <laughs> no, I've seen just one of the neighbors over the road there um, had like a gazebo up with like four of them sat there having a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> with a couple of flags. It was mainly like in pubs, just flags. But what I found, it was extraordinarily quiet everywhere I went on the Thursday Whichever day, when I went to Manchester, it was like it was a ghost town. And the really? everyone in the bars, when you asked, like, where's all, like, the people who were, like, it's bank holiday, where is everyone? And it was like, oh, they're all having house parties and stuff. But I don't know. I, I You didn't, didn't see it. Yeah. And no, the weather was I didn't nice, see right? It, no. The weather was pretty nice. So yeah, it's you- pretty nice. It was it's not too bad. And it, I didn't really see anything. And I did look around. But other than that guy over the road with his little gazebo, I didn't see any garden parties, house parties or anything. But I did ask a few barman, like, why is it so quiet here? What? And it's all like, oh, everyone's having like house parties. But I didn't see anything. But one of the nights, I don't know. We, it's like I've lost track of the days because it's been like a long... Yeah, those long we weekends always. Like a, <laughs> Not like a, a vortex concert of time. On. They had a concert on I think it was the Saturday night outside Buckingham Palace did you see that it was on TV yeah so I just watched it on t- I don't know why I watched it but I did and it was just I don't know I don't know he was enjoying this stuff and what I was doing while I was watching it doesn't matter whether you don't care it's kind of forced upon you to take part oh yeah like you've oh, yeah. got to watch it you've got to acknowledge that it's going on even though you if you don't care even if you didn't turn on your TV you still got to hear people talking about it you know like I don't I get this. Yeah, I think it's a shared mania. I, I, I'm with you. I'm like, why would they, why are they so obsessed with splashing all these people on TV, like waving their flags and smiling like maniacs? I think that if you are a casual observer, you know, who doesn't really care, but you turn on the TV and you see these throngs of people, ju- jubilee, jubilous, you know, like full of joy and like going, going nuts and just smiling and, and losing beside themselves and waving and just like they think they see the queen and they're like, ah! When you see that on TV as a casual observer, there's, for some people, like we just roll our eyes. We're like, oh boy. But I think some people who may not have any sort of like suspicions, they they may actually start firing up some mirror neurons with that. It may actually get someone who's not very excited about it, excited just yeah. by seeing other people get so excited. There's a lot of talk about all how they gathered all these stars onto this stage to sing. All the every big star was there, and that's because they're all the royal family. They're all part of the 
Yeah, they're all part of this collective, I would say. The one thing that struck struck me was when you saw like the gallery of the actual, you know, the royal royals with uh, Prince William and Kate, and then the kiddos, the one that kept, all the ones that kept making faces and stuff. But they, when you look at, when you really like scrutinize, they were so close. They, they appeared so close to the rows behind them, like people were breathing on their necks. Some woman fell asleep on Prince Charles's shoulder. Guys, I. I don't think that peop normal people or, or large amounts of any people, if they were really royals, I don't think that they would ever get close to these All asleep on them. Yeah, and I, what it really appeared to me was that there was like one row of like the, the row where the royals were sitting, that, that really appeared to be a green screen. That appeared like everything behind them looked like a projection. I do not believe that there was an actual you know, crowd sitting behind any actual royals. I mean, this is a deeper thing because we don't want to believe there's any actual royals. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, what, what struck me was the the layeredness of the footage. It seemed like everything was happening on its own layer. The crowd, the background was its own layer. The middle kind of crowd was its own layer, the foreground being the royals, you know, in the balcony or whatever on their little promenade. That was a layer. I got that same feeling and it was looking at the crowd, right? So say I was trying to picture like, say I went there, yeah, it might be a little bit busy, but is it as busy as it looks on TV? We can't even see a gap. Mm -hmm. It was just heads and flags. Mm -hmm. spinning flags everywhere. And I was thinking like, there's no way there's that many people crammed there. For that, surely not. Mm. Like, surely it reminds not. me of uh, of the U.S. inaugurations and stuff when it's everyone's lying about how many people like Trump got yeah. and, Trump, and the Trump protests and stuff. Mm. That uh, I got yeah. that feeling like them protests yeah. where it's showing thousands and thousands of people. But something else, I, I actually recorded it and watched a part of it before it was like getting too boring for me. Is it a documentary on the Queen? It was on on Thursday night, and it was um, about like her whole life as a child, and it was like done in photographs it was just showing a photograph oh, but it was yes. the word it was like the wording of like the commentary of the program like the people who were interviewing and it was like i love these kind of photos of her because they make her seem so real <laughs> like that was what they were saying and the queen actually also said oh in the document well the queen's voice was saying it shows she's real it shows them real that's what she said it shows i'm real like by putting this footage out like the these photographs out of my life it shows that i'm just like everybody else and if you know it's it's just it's the wording of it and people was complaining that they'd put music over this is one of the they put music over the photographs mm -hmm. as it was showing it was like kind of like horror music and people Ooh. were saying it was too loud it was like really creepy creepy music i thought and i just the give it a, i just listened to a couple of it's always in the wording in it like so reinforcing she looked real. so real soon as he heard that i was like they're telling, they're telling us they're telling us this reminds me of hamlet there's a famous line in the play the shakespearean play hamlet and it says the lady doth protest too much methinks and that you say anytime someone is like really really trying to convince you of something you know or like i'm real i'm real i'm real you know it, it there's 
there's a sentiment that they're lying, that you don't need to convince anybody of that, the, the real. Truth, yeah. You know? you don't yeah. Need- <laughs> you don't, that's just, that's, that's one that you really shouldn't need to, to keep reinforcing is, Oh, look at all these images makes me seem real or makes proves that I'm real. Like, but I've seen it as like oh a God. programming of someone who doesn't know or doesn't suspect that they're not real. It's kind of cementing that they are real without realizing or they think they're just playing on real as in like normal folk you know yeah yeah. real as in normal normal. yeah she lives a normal life she was a young lady and now she's an old lady that she's been the same old lady for about 15 years but you know yeah when i saw those images that through the through the life of elizabeth every single image looked a little Hinky, if you know what I mean. It looked a little, uh, it looked a little hologrammy, projectiony. It looked it looked like she was like painted in with light. You know, it looked. Um, well, that was odd. the most mind blowing part for me. Oh, the hologram, oh, oh, the, the actual hologram. Oh my god! Honestly, blow oh, my mind when I seen that. I was like, god. what the? Do you know what I mean? Like, have you have you been listening? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances they're pulling I mean, out a hologram i'm <laughs> claiming people was waving to it and stuff like yeah. that you know in That's the crowd the thing all these all these commenters these news commenters these social commenters all of them are going everybody's waving at a hologram this feels a little spooky you know why are people waving at the carriage like if the queen's in it this feels very strange maybe and that's thinking, what they always do yes <laughs> This is no different than it's ever been. This is no different. They're just revealing it to us now. They're just letting us in. And, and, and we they used it, a black oh, and white version and stuff, didn't they? Like, they used it, like yeah. did they change it through time in the hologram or something? I can't, I'm not really sure, but I've seen the hologram and it was like, oh my God, it's black and white. And it really brings it out and people are waving to it. That was like, like you said, mm-hmm. the people are waving to it, but I don't, was there? Well, what I think is, to, you know, when I was looking at like the the actual um, deployment of it, you know, it, it wasn't that great of a hologram. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't super duper duper lifelike. But they they only give us the kid version to look at, really. Like they yeah, give us so the one that we can play with in the sandbox. They don't really the ever double bluff. show us. It's the double bluff. <laughs> uh, oh, and speaking of double bluff, that's Les's. Fa- oh my God, here he is. Okay, that's Les's favorite. I, I, <laughs> here comes Les. Um, I was gonna say he's not. He hasn't joined us yet, but I just saw he was waiting in the waiting room. Here he is. Speaking of, speaking of the double bluff, that's actually one of Les's favorite uh, favorite phrases. Is the double bluff? Hey Les, we were just getting rolling and talking about. We just got to the Queen's hologram, and how it wasn't all that great of a hologram either. Like it just wasn't even that spectacular of a, 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 an exploration of that technology. But Rambo said, you know, this is the double bluff. They, <laughs> ah, this goes deep. Okay. Welcome, Les. We're so glad to have you join us. Oh. All right, Les. Rambo, how's it going, man? <laughs> hey, Tree, how's All it going? Good, we are great. Good to you both. Yes, we are great. Rambo was just telling me his experience. He was, you know, started on Thursday. He was going around looking high and low for these street parties and kind of felt like an actual ghost ghost town. Everywhere was bit. just quiet around Manchester <laughs> and stuff like the bars and stuff seemed really quiet. And I expect them to just be busy because mm. it's bank holiday. 
But Les, you were closer to the action, right? Did you go? Did you actually go to the action, or where were you positioned when you were watching all this unfold, Les? I did. I didn't go to London. I was debating it, but no, I, I worked on the weekend and yeah. um, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, same as Rambo. I was out and about, and it did seem quite quiet. There was a few people out, but not what you'd think. Like you'd think there'd be a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. So it's a very yeah, quite strange that. But I reckon in. You know, I reckon the middle class people of central London, not central London, London, would have yeah. probably had some street parties and that, but that's about it, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, okay. So we're just kind of getting into the projection through social media. Like, I, that's how I watched it. That's, I watched all the stuff just through, you know, what Twitter was feeding and, you know, Daily Mail and just – I didn't watch anything on actual TV. I was just kind of like seeing what got filtered through and then finally, you know, sent out to the masses through these social channels. My – everything looked – uh, I was talking to Rainbow. It felt layered. Everything that I, all the video footage that I saw of the actual royal family experiencing this jubilee, everything seemed very layered. It seemed like they were on a, a plane. The royal family, anytime they show the royals, they were on their own plane. And then behind them was like a background that was on its own plane. It's like a composite where you take all of these elements, a composite image, you know, you take all these elements, background, foreground, shadow, lightings, and you you layer them all together. And when you look at it, it feels like a single complete whole image that was taken at one time, but it wasn't. it's, It's layered in all the elements. And that's the, I just felt that. I felt that Kind of like an uncanny valley vibe. I just felt like everything was composited and layered in when I saw the rolls. Well, uh, tell me what what was your impression of? I mean, I know you're working, but what was kind of filtering out to you? And what did you see? What was your overall take of the footage that we were seeing? When, when I saw the Queen standing up there in green, I just automatically thought of the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and you know, the project, you know, the film, the projected head on the um, you know, you know what I mean, right? It just, just yeah, couldn't yeah. have been Screen more green, screen, me, right? green. I mean, that's that shade. That's crazy, that's right? specific shade. And there is no other. That's was a that green, our only green, public green. appearance of the whole jubilation, the final day? I've seen something like the Queen makes final day appearance, I'm sure. Day one, didn't... right? She did something on day one, and then she pulled out of the Thanksgiving uh, procedure, and then she showed up again on the final ceremony with the green outfit. But she was kind of in and out, right? Because this green of- outfit, though, it isn't the oh, first boy. time she's done that in public. Mm. And I've done a post on it about a year ago on Twitter, and it was exactly the same kind of outfit. It's on me page somewhere. I'll try and find it. And so, in theory, that that outfit you could just click any any pattern you want on that outfit. Yep, <gasps> reminds to me of magical the green- dresses, right? <gasps> Reminds me of that green binder, red binder. Remember when Sky News posted oh, that yeah, video yeah. of the, was it the MP? Uh, uh, I can't remember, but it was that that Indian gentleman, I think, or Pakistani gentleman. He was holding that um, binder. It was a green binder in his hand. And on screen, you could see that the binder changed from green, screen, green, just like a regular old green binder. It changed to this red, beautifully bound red binder with gold emblem on it, like very official looking. And you could see right there that it was uh, they were just tracking that green binder and overlaying it in real time with a graphic and because you can't it's called keying and you green screen allows you to to key you can you can basically remove that color and over overlay it with whatever pattern or color or texture or whatever you'd like and i think it's revelation of a method the fact that she wore green screen green it's such yeah. a specific shade. And I've seen Leslie's post, and what was the black thing about? Like that dot, that black dot. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I'll be honest, I don't know. But 
It, means it immediately something. it immediately reminded me of the find the black dot illusion. Yeah. So there's an illusion that you, when you line up uh, perpendicular and parallel lines, basically making a cross pattern with white lines, in the center of those white lines, you will begin to imagine, if there's black background and white lines on top, you will begin to imagine in the center of those converging lines, you will see a, a little black dot. On every one, and you move your yeah, eyes around, just it, like kind of, it just moves around. Everywhere, isn't it? You know? and there is yeah. no black dot. It's not there. It's an optical illusion. There is no black dot. But your mind, because of this illusion, it's, it, the, the illusion is literally called find the black dot. So if you want us to look at what I'm saying, just, just Google find the black dot illusion. I think that's what it was. It was literally like telling us that she's an, she was wearing the black dot, find the black dot. It, it's an illusion. When you... When you look at like um, old school CGI, what they showed you in like films and stuff, mm -hmm. the guy wearing the green suit would have like black dots marked out on certain points of their body, like on joints and stuff, because mm -hmm. it helped in some way. So I'm thinking tracking, maybe mm -hmm. that has something to do with it. But also like... Um, it didn't match. It was weird. We'll just say that. For a fashion sartorial choice, I've never seen anybody make that choice. A smudgy black dot in the middle of their green hat like there was no other black it just didn't make sense it was anomalous it was anyway <laughs> it was almost like a camera looking at us yeah <laughs> yeah <sighs> another bit about? what did you think well, of the cameras looking at us looking at her oh you're breaking up just a bit uh les I heard a camera looking at us, looking at her. But yeah, I, I agree. Ooh, that kind of goes into our conversation about, uh, not to bring up to psychedelics, but you know, when we were having the, talk, the conversation about psychedelics, you can actually witness yourself viewing yourself. Like it's a, so yeah, oh, the yeah. camera viewing us, viewing her kind of reminds me of our, of our consciousness, collective consciousness. Mm. What, what did you think of the Paddington bear scene? I oh think that was the... <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty much showing you. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's, it's two digital characters sitting next to each other. It's such in a, a so, it's so in your face now. <laughs> this this is the this is disclosure. People Sorry. thought disclosure was going to be aliens and stuff. It's not. It's this. Uh -uh. It's them uh -huh. finally showing like what's going on. How it's done. The revelation of the method has never been more blunt. It's not yeah. subtle at all. The subtlety, if it ever was, which I don't really think it ever was when we look back at history we're like wow that's clear <laughs> it's clearly false but it's gone it's out the window it's just blunt blunt weaponry now i think the yeah. people that are going to wake up with this have and, and will and then maybe there's some you know, well will, it, but. you know what shows this i i watched it on tv this paddington thing so then he youtubed it and watched it again and read yeah. the comments and everyone in the comments is like how do we know that's not Yes. It's like people were getting onto yes. it, you know, as well. Well, and what then struck me comparing oh, it to this hologram. Yeah. It's, yeah, so, there are multiple methods. They're showing us all the different ways that it happens, that it goes down. My take when I saw the Paddington bear was not just that the bear was CGI and potentially the queen being CGI, but everything in the scene, the room, that, that beautiful red room, like yeah, the, the, the butler, yeah, everything. I was like, oh, wow. Even the even the reflections on like he the the the, the butler or servant who who was starting out at the very beginning of the video like he walks around this really shiny surface and there's like this spectral light that pops out his reflections in the spectral surface but like that all it's like that's that's advanced 
3D CGI. Like you can cast shadows and cast reflections and do all of these seemingly real things in a CGI environment. And that's what kept pinging. I was like, yeah, that's his reflection and this is really well done, but this is just CGI. The whole room, every participant, seeming participant in that, the queen, the, the butler, the, the furnishings, the room itself, every detail of that video, I believe, was CGI. <laughs> and we're just only taught and told or allowed, theoretically, to, to, to think that the bear is CGI. But when in reality, it's the whole dang thing. The queen, <laughs> you know, everything. Just want to check something a minute. How much of the film Paddington Bear was CGI? How much are they going to... Probably says 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the yeah, that'd be interesting because the the scenes itself... I actually haven't watched that. So that's like a live live animation movie where there's footage, like live action footage, and then the bears intermix inter, inter with it. I actually haven't seen the Paddington Bear movie, but... I don't know. There's so, okay, so yeah, you guys, the CGI, the, holo, the holography. And okay, so a little background on holograms. Holograms are really interesting because it's it's light sculptures. Holography in this application is laser based. Um, laser based holograms where they they use a point of light, single point of light, mixed with many points of light. You can, it, but from that from the single diode of red, green, and blue, that's all it requires. That's 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 the origin of any. Any hologram is just a, a, a triode of red, green, and blue light. You you cast that, you and you tune which which you know how much red, how much green, how much blue. But every single color, every single shade that we recognize as real colors and real shades can be projected from those three colors: red, green, and blue. And those you need to just it's, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, so. It's basically, it's lasers. <laughs> Holograms are, 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 are laser projections using simple, it's just three colors. And from that, anything in hyper real, you know, I encourage everyone to look up hyper realistic holography and there's, you know, there's whales that are jumping through auditoriums and these things that they give depth. They give, they give, uh, even the perception of, of shadow and, and, and it's so interesting. And then as far as what it what reality seems to be, holograms can appear as realistic as we would assume anything in our life to be. They can actually appear to be. But they want us to think they appear a bit. Right. They want us to think it's wonky. Sake, right. That's yeah. what me and Rimmer were talking about. The the uh the what we saw in the carriage that two hundred and sixty year old golden carriage or whatever it was. They kept making a big point about the carriage, and I need to, I need to look into the two sixty number. But anyway, um. Yeah, what we saw was child's play and what actually exists. It felt, the whole thing to me just felt like one big magic spell. Mm. This is what I kind of got the feeling for, like the, it's a four-day magic spell, you know? <laughs> That's mm -hmm. And I think now, like, we, mm -hmm. I know we've talked about the death of the Queen, but it's coming now. It's got to be. Oh, yeah, that, that, this, this was her goodbye. Farewell. Mm -hmm. This yeah. was her final, you know, exit stage left. <laughs> your final bow bow to the crowd you know and yeah man I think today whether they, whether they announce it or not today is the end of her yeah. whether they let that, whether it's public or not today is the end of her and I think we're going to start seeing uh, big changes in our reality man because she represented a lot mm -hmm. she was the, the symbol of what was going on and yeah man it's going to be big it's going to be interesting times now she, this is a significant point 
And today being six, six, six day. Six. Yeah. So t- yep. you, you've been really looking into those, into that element, less of the, of the number element of it. What first kind of like made you, I know there's other dates and things. Yeah. Give me a deep dive on the six, six, six importance as a, as a date for these kind of important traumatic events or whatever, these transitional I just kept thinking to myself, 6th of June, 6th of June, why does that sound familiar? And then, of course, that's the D-Day landings of World War II. This is a big event in World War II, right? This is when the Allies landed in France. It's kind of the the end of the, sorry, the beginning of the end of the war where the Allies started to win, right? D-Day. Then I remember looking into, like, what they do with the Queen's death. And the day she dies is called D-Day. And straight away off the bat, the fact that the, the day after her jubilee, is the 6th of June, D-Day, mm. 6th of the 6th. And then also, yeah, it's 666. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Mm. And in English history, 66 is a big a big thing. Well, like, we won the World what? Cup in the 66. We, uh, King Harold died in 66 and a Norman in- invasion. You know, a, for some reason, 66 is a big number in English history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's so many dots there to connect. A date that, that stood out for me was... The ninth of the sixth, and that's because it's a, it's a rage. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that coming up right now. Yes. In a few days. That's like kind of the day I've had in mind. The ninth of the sixth, like ninety-six. If it was, it. I mean, Why? Well, I, I, I still put nine and a six. Kind of the same. Yeah, same. inversion. That's what I do. It's just an inversion yeah. of that number. It's a flip yeah. of it, right? So, and we got uh-huh. Philip dying at ninety-nine, uh, dying at ninety-six. Mm-hmm. Robert, Robert Kennedy also this day last year. Um, you know, in 68. Yes, that's right. RFK. Uh, he was shot at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. <laughs> my, he's an American king, right? Yes, he Kennedy was an American, an American king. Robert king. F. Kennedy, the, the brother, the younger brother of JFK. Yeah, he was um, assassinated in Los Angeles in 1968. Mm-hmm. That was a few years after um, 11-22-63. Uh, so, yeah, that's when Kennedy died. And so his brother died a few years later. Um that I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole. The photographer who who would just happened to be in the kitchen, in like the working kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel, hotel. and you know how celebrities like leave through the kitchen. They like they always leave through the back. So Robert F. Kennedy was being he was being shuttled through quote unquote through the through the back of the hotel, and there was this photographer who just happened to be there. Right place, right time, and he got the last image. He got the death photo of Robert F. Kennedy being um, being shot, being assassinated. And that same photographer just happened to be in the right place at the right time many years later on September 11th, and he just he took the photo of Falling Man. The same photographer who <laughs> shot Robert F. Kennedy took the Falling Man photo. That infamous, probably the most yeah. infamous, other than the lady, other than the lady who was covered in dust, dust lady, that black, that black lady that had like the yellow or the anyway, she was totally covered in dust. And mm. it, she looked like one of those um, Mount Vesuvius or whatever, the Pompeii, Pompeii uh, uh, ash victims. But anyway, just timing these characters the right place right time it seems it seems so crazy that one person the same person would be there to take both photos but that's only if you believe that this is like legitimate when you realize it's all staged and pre-designed and pre-constructed it makes perfect sense that the same person just happened to be in the kitchen on that fateful day just happened to be at ground zero on that fateful day i don't know any hoot i'm getting i'm getting a little all, all, all you have to, I have to um... there 
<laughs> you've done a tweet about him, right? I'll have to check it out, like his name, run it through numerology and stuff. Like he's probably a, his name's probably 33 as well, that photographer. And I believe his name's we, Richard Drew. Yeah, I reposted that today. Uh, what was I'm name? not going to check now because it will mess Richard up Drew. my signal with this conversation. Yeah. But yeah. Richard Drew. But yeah, we'll, we'll look into that. So, so strange. Yeah, he just happened to be there. Right place, right time. Oh, I think that, I think that what we saw, again, it's like all of the things that we've talked about, all of the little things that we've, the types of technology, like we've talked about the queen for as, as long as we've been recording on Realize Art Radio, we've been talking about the character of the queen and the monarchy itself and how they, had, how they would accomplish this, all the different methods. And I think we saw it. I think we saw like a, a just a, like a, a smorgasbord or a cornucopia of the trickery. We just saw it all. They, they threw it all at us for the Jubilee. <laughs> I think we had no choice. You had to take part. I feel like you had to acknowledge it somewhere, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any other takeaways? We had, we had, yeah, around here, we had purple purple Union Jacks everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Have they ever Every changed part. the color of the Union Jack before? Like, do they do that? Do they turn it in green? Or not not I know of. Yeah. Not I know of. I've never, seen, I've never seen the Union Jack represented casually as another color ever. Well, on no. that, on that um, concert that they had, the kind of projected a light a purple light onto the whole palace didn't it you know and obviously magenta. It the color specifically of magenta it was hot pink it was yeah i saw that like it, the last frame like it the ends with the whole the whole dang palace being emblazoned in this magenta color and what's so interesting too is you know i love to talk about the line of purples but for every shade along the line of purples ranging from like the bluish purple to magenta in the center down to the reddish purples every shade along that line there's a corresponding shade of green going from like cyan going from blue green to yellow green and in the middle in the very center is green screen green so magenta and green screen green are coupled in in this and I think that's, yeah. So we had magenta all over the front of the palace. Basically, the whole palace was magenta. And then we had the queen's final outfit being that green, screen, green. I don't think this is a coincidence. So, the, the, some of that I thought when I was watching the green screen woman there, was there someone there? <laughs> um, was it Elsie Slack? The green screen woman. Was yeah, it, yeah, it could be. Was yeah, it Elsie? So for someone in the crowd looking up there, like they could actually see someone, but on the screen we're seeing the queen and that's what the green was about. You know, I don't think anybody no was, was actually that close. Yeah, I don't, yes, any, I don't so. think anybody was really that close to see the balustrades. The so way say that he have. was in the crowd, you could see the green suit, but you couldn't see he's in it. But when we're watching on TV, we just see the queen. Yeah. yeah you know I mean, yeah. that's what my thought. I'm just trying to find this post that I did and it was, it was about a year ago and it's, it, it's about this green outfit that she wears and, Someone had put it where they can and shown how they can change her into like dollar outfits and different oh, outfits yes. all through the green outfit that oh, she had oh, on. Oh, that was a Christmas. That was a Christmas thing that she had done. She wore a green screen green dress to for a Christmas video, and then I remember everybody kept changing her, changing her, her outfit. Her so outfit. I've got it where it's yes, like a collage yes, yes. of all the outfits ah. that they changed them into. That's what I'm just looking you for. Gotta it. That. You gotta find that. You gotta find that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me, let me tell you a quick story. My uncle, 
uh, was at a construction college doing his you know apprenticeship and the queen came to visit mm-hmm. but there wasn't enough students on the bricklaying course right of course, so bricklaying, masonry. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so he, he was a carpenter. So he had to pretend to be, him and his mates had, were asked to pretend to be bricklayers <laughs> while they were shaking the queen's hand. And I'm thinking to myself, don't you see what's going on here? You are being asked to play someone else while the queen, when you were so worried about pretending to be the bricklayer, oh you don't God. realize that you were shaking Ella Slack's hand. Oh my God. Because the you double, were so Again, stressed, a double like, bluff? An- yeah. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Like you yeah. were involved in the double bluff and you were so yeah. busy worried about that. You never thought, hang on, was that, was that Ella Slack or the queen? Uh-huh. Who the hell was that? Cause you don't know, cause you're probably so like caught up in the moment. Yeah. Sweat dripping off your forehead. Like, you know, don't mess the us up. I hope the queen doesn't by. realize I'm really a carpentry student and not a bricklaying student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, oh my God. But yeah, you're right. We, it's a, that's a really clever trick to preoccupy the mind of the person being duped, you know? To, yeah. to, to, to you, you've got yeah. imposter syndrome while you're meeting an imposter. <laughs> it's genius. It's genius. It, I mean, let's just take a moment to like golf clap <laughs> just at the, at the layers of this deception. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I think they use every tool available, cognitive illusion. And that's why I think that black dot essentially was like a nod to a form of optical illusion because this whole damn thing is illusion, psychological illusions with, you know, even what you just said, that's a psychological illusion where you, where you fixate someone's perception or their, their thoughts on a singular node, and then they're unable to really focus on any other points of information. So that like that, like they're not going to think, am I meeting the queen? Because they're so busy thinking, oh, you know, about my, about themselves. So they're, this whole monarchy, this whole charade, charade, whatever, it's, it's, a, it's a compilation of different types of illusions. The way that we can trick the human brain. Our, the human brain is extraordinarily fallible. We don't, we don't realize all the things that our brain's doing in the background. We have no clue, no consent to it and no clue it's happening. But that doesn't make it off the table, you know, that the people, people use that against us because we're just unaware of the things that our brains do. Mm. Oh, the tangled webs we weave. The queen. Mm. I can't What's find next? this, but I'm going to find it and I'm going to post it. To oh, Rambo, you like, are searching high I, I and low over it. there. I know I've got <laughs> it. I've, it was actually a really good example. And it's the, it's, the thing is, it's like a, few years old as well, do you know? I know. Like yeah, probably the 2020. the time they've done this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, again, that's that, 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 that could be, we, we're, we could be falling into another trap because I don't believe they need a green screen to do any of that anyway, right? Right. Like, te- te- I've got my new iPad out, right? And it gave me the option to add a, add a background to me. Right. With no green screen. Like, so, yeah, again, we, I could be falling into a trap here going, look, she's wearing a green when really it's like that's a whole nother layer of deception in itself. Right. Yeah. You know, because they always they always plan in getting us conspiracy theories going down the wrong road as well. Right. So Yeah, they, they, they're prepared for us as well, aren't they? Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they knew we were going to say something about the queen being a hologram, so they went ahead and gave us a hologram. They knew we were going to say something about the green, you know, the green screen element, so they went ahead and gave us a green screen color. It's almost like they're drowning out 
the noise. You know, they're drowning out any possibility of truth revelation for the masses. Because if someone were to do a whole little thing on the queen potentially being using, you know, them using holography as part of keeping up with, you know, the royal family, well, they're going to go ahead and drown that out by just go making the narrative about a hologram. Like, let's just go ahead and, you know, that way if anybody looks into hologram queen, we'll have endless amounts of stories about it, but it won't be what they're really looking for. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like flooding the narrative with, I think I, I, I have seen this before when I'm on, when I'm on to something and, and I have like keywords that I'm looking for, I'll find that those keywords have been like, like now there's like a news story that takes all those keywords and puts them all together. And then that drowns out what I'm actually looking for. But it's not, but what's presented is not, is not at all what I'm looking for. They just happen to commandeer all of those phrases and all of those words so that what I'm, what I'm looking for, it gets lost. Hmm. Well, and what, and what do you think that, what do you think that is? Like, what, what do you think that is on a? Well, it makes me think about what the internet really is. You know, that's a, this is a, a bigger question. I, I still think that it's akin to what you had said, Les, uh, the gin, the gin within like the genie, there is some sort of. There is some sort of unexplained element about the internet, about how these results are propagated, about how the web is created. I think it's happening in real time. I think that there's a version of the internet or a, a portion of the internet that is that we we the people have like legitimately put up our little web pages and done our little things here and done things here, and we're active participants in it, and we think that that's how it works, but. Behind that and around that and through that, I think, is this un, uh, unknown force element that is giving us in real time the content that we're it's – like, it's like a mirror in a sense. It's like we're, we're projecting onto it and it's going to project back to us. So we're creating – I think we're creating the internet in, in real time and we're propagating the internet in real time. And seek, seek, and you will find. I think that sometimes things maybe don't exist until you start seeking them, and then they will like, magically exist somehow on on the internet. I don't, I don't know how to really how to describe it, but I think that there is some sort of magical element about the World Wide Web. And I think that the I, World I, Wide I, Web is close to our consciousness. It's like is basically our collective consciousness uh, personified yeah. or or materialized in a way. I put it into I tie it into kind of what Rambo says about actually. We're the Freemasons. We're the ones building this rally. We're the architects. We're the ones building this. And whatever that internet is, whatever it's behind, it's learning off us. Yeah, what you said, it's kind of we're teaching it. It's reflecting it back to us. And it's it's building the false rally of, of, of us, what we're feeding it. Yeah. Yep. It's a weird loop. You know, it's a weird yeah. feedback loop. And uh, I think society controls... Has the, has, has the control mechanism, for the most part, of that feedback loop. Like, they serve it to us, and then we digest it, and then feed it back. And, like, the loop kind of happens from them. And then at a certain point, when you become cognizant and become aware of your power, I think then we can become the generators of that loop. Like, we, we stop when we stop projecting what they give us, we're not feeding them back the loop stuff. Like, I don't, I, this is, I, we don't even think we I have the language what, to really describe this. I what you mean but, there. But yeah, it's I like, kind of at a certain it. point, we're just like. Some words what, I, I can't, we said there, like the Freemason thing, like, if you look, it's like they say like the 33rd degree is like a mysterious kind of position, isn't it? No one knows mm -hmm. who they are. And right. like, this is even for real, 
that's because it's all yeah. of us. Do you know? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. The mysterious 33rd degree. Because like the highest yeah. you can get theoretically is 32, but there's the whole 33rd. You're right. I think that we are the 33rd degree Masons and we've got the 33rd vertebrae <laughs> on our, our entire yeah. spinal column. And that's what, that's what powers our entire system is our, is our spine, is our spinal column with those 33 vertebrae. Cause mm. they, they say if you, if you play of the universe, the universe will play back. And that's true. I believe but it. The, in, the internet is usurped that and jumped in there. And instead mm. of us playing with the universe, some of us are caught up in playing with the internet, which is yeah. The digital gin, which is, can be leading us down the wrong way if you know what I mean like so as good as the internet is there's definitely something oh, I'm so glad you brought good to connect about. with yeah. people in it but then it's what yeah, you're connecting dead, dead about internet Rambo yeah. innit how many, yeah, how many that's people? kind of killed my conspiracy thoughts to be honest with you that dead <laughs> internet because I, I see it I witness it all the time now yeah. of the same things just being recycled over and over again it's yeah. kind of there's very little originality. I think that we're kind of trailblazers in that arena. We're putting stuff out there that's never existed before. Even the way but now it exists everywhere. But now it exists everywhere. Like yeah, we see it. We see it replicated. Bit, you know. Although you can always tell a copy. You know, you can always. I see my work and my words out there all the time, but nobody can quite get it the way that I do. Like there's a spirit. Um, I think that when we put something out there that could only come from us. It, it it resonates and it, and it resonates with others because it's genuine and it's real. But then when that gets copied, kind of like a facsimile, like you can never get, if you take a, if you do a copy of an original, the copy is never as good. And then if you do a copy of a copy, it continues to degrade. I think that there is something when someone steals work or when someone replicates work or when whatever, I think that there's like a degradation uh, happening um, and it's never as quite as, as, as kind of dilutes and strong. It into- yeah, like a dilution. I don't know. I mean, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled pink that, that our work is, is out there. Les, I see people copying your stuff all the time. I see people copying Rambo. I see, you know, I see people. People stuff. pretended they was less going to Ukraine. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, my people God. People out there that actually yeah. pretended they was you, Les. Do you know? Yeah. And put yeah. their stuff out like they was you. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, you know, we can get we can get real butthurt about that stuff. You know, people are copying us or pretending to be us or whatever. You, you know, there's there's a sting. There, I feel it. There's a sting. But then you realize, I mean, nobody goes to the effort of copying or pretending to be <laughs> impersonating. Nobody goes to this effort unless what you're doing is impactful and resonating so much so that someone's like, oh, hmm, <laughs> I wish I thought of that. Let me do that, you know? And in a way, they say flattery or uh, uh, imitation is the is the best form of flattery, is the finest form of flattery. But uh I mean there's yeah, there is there is something there. I'm 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 proud when I see when I hear my when I you know, when I hear my work, when I read my work, when I see my work. Um, I used to send stuff to Rambo sometimes and be like, oh, look who stole my thing or oh, whatever. But now I just, I see my work in the wild and I love it. I love that it's out there. It doesn't have to, it, people don't need to know that it tracks back to, to me or to you or to us or to anything. People don't need to know that for it to still track back, for it to still, in totality, to still be a, a, a part of you, you know? Like people don't necessarily need to know it. I'm just glad that the information's getting out there. And the only time I really get upset is when people twist it, you know, when people take what we've done and then they give it a different meaning or, or, um, and that happens a lot, but then you own, have to yeah. question, are they even real people? Do you know what well, I've noticed yeah. now, all of it just seems like everyone on Twitter just seems like a quote bot. Like 
yeah. to those like inspirational quote bots. Like that's all I see <laughs> on there now. Do you know when I'm like scrolling through Instagram, and so it just feels like it's the same old. I do see that a lot. You know, I took a t- I took a step back from Twitter recently. Over the past, I would say, two or three months, I've done so much more on Instagram, so much more sharing on Instagram than I have on Twitter. But something about the Jubilee, something about Leza's stuff, he got me kind of fired back up about Twitter again. So I was posting a little bit more over the weekend. And I'm fired back up for after, like you say, after what Leza said, after today. I just feel like it might pick up. Something's going to pick up now because I feel like, Personally, I've been getting bored of it, like bored yeah. of like you say, then the same stuff going around. But I feel like we're about to go into a new era of Twitter, new era of everything. A new era of everything. That's what I feel. I feel like we are entering a new phase of this journey. It's becoming more obvious, isn't it, Joe? With yeah. with this now, like you say, if you're looking at it from how we've been looking at it, this Queen stuff is like the putting it out there now. Look at this look how fake it all is Do you know didn't top gun and didn't tom cruise make some sort of appearance at the jubilee or wasn't there some sort of like top gun queen thing and they were yeah that was cruise i think that was, you that was that was a, that was a couple weeks ago in preparation or maybe last week or something yeah but i remember you know and that's another uh, we're getting yeah revelation of the method is occurring more frequently and more obviously for those who can see because uh, again there's an entire portion of the population that watched everything we watched and they don't have they don't have any of the takeaways we do and i don't think they're even really capable of coming to those takeaways but um they're seeing the same thing it, this goes back to westworld we see what we what our minds will allow us to see what our minds are ready to see and we will not see what our minds are not ready to see it just yeah like some of them start to realize it's all fake don't they (laughs) they ain't ready all the game they ain't ready i mean we're all ready we're all ready we we know (laughs) we've been we've been yelling this from the rooftops for ages now it's been two over two two and a half years that we've been that's what i mean so i was quite happy to see the the hologram side of it like i was happy to see that i (laughs) felt like it was like i almost lost my been onto it for ages I, I did like a face plant, you know, like my, my fan went to my forehead and I was like, oh my God. I can't remember who sent me, but was it you Rambo? So, who, someone sent me the first thing of the holograph and I'll, I, I, yeah, I, think I, I couldn't I believe it. it. A, think, but it was like, I say, like Leslie's got me looking into that yeah. clean stuff. I was kind of, I just watched the show on the, fall, on the TV and thought, what all the crap this is again. And then I just, it, I started watching Leslie's post. It's that gave me like... Into Job it Les, again. You fired us I mean. back up. Yeah. yeah Thank so you, Les. <laughs> got me motivated to start looking at stuff, you know. Because a lot of it. Sorry, just, sorry, guys. Oh. I brought you back to the dying corpse of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. You nearly escaped. I, brought, I dragged you back. Yeah. No, I've, not, I've, I've noticed you two. You two have been quite distant from Twitter. And yeah, it's become very boring, man. There's nothing going on there, really. So this this has brought some life back to um, Twitter. But I think it it's good that we're slowly thing. starting to leave Twitter. Honestly, yeah, because yeah. at some point we have to kind of do that. I think whether it's now or in ten years' time, the way you get out, the way you kind of break free is you have to kind of, I don't know, limit your phone time or whatever you know. So we were talking yeah. about the internet just just a minute ago. Do you guys foresee in the future? And do you guys foresee that the internet will go away? Is that do you guys ever imagine that as part of? 
in mm, the future? No, I mean, but I think it's just going to get smaller and smaller, as in like places to visit, like. Mm. Oh, I mean, yeah, like things will die get, off. Oh, yeah, so yes. things will die off. Things but that aren't real will die. They'll wither on the mind. That I noticed, like, and it goes, this dead internet theory is the, probably the one that has hit me the most over all the time. Like, now, like, on Twitter, I don't post. Yeah. And my followers go up and up and up. And I on Instagram, know. they go down and down and down. I and know. It's me like too. kind of, I feel like it's trying to, like, on Instagram, it's kind of trying to make get me on there, do you know, like, keep me going on there. Oh no, I'm losing followers. Oh no. And then like, what was weird? It was like a really weird one that the other day I got someone like posted one of my old things out. And again, like 500 followers on Instagram have not posted on there for, I post on my stories now and again, but I feel like it's like to get you back in and when they notice that, oh, he's been taking away his followers hundred hundred a time and he don't care. Let's give him 500 and get him motivated again. <laughs> they want our energy. They want our focused As our long focus, as you're on that app, yeah. screen time. That's all screen they want. It's, mm. In my opinion, it's all fake as shit. Them numbers are. <laughs> I, I reckon really, if I'm being honest, I've got about 100. I don't like the word followers, appreciators on who like my work, if yeah. I'm being honest. The fact that they've given me 22.2. Right. After, after right. I'm the guy that said that, you know, it's, they're just, they're fucking with me. They're fucking, they're with, fucking with you. They yeah. Are. It is a, that is very weird that it was. You know, and it always stays there. It never kind of disappears. It's not going up. It's not going down. It's almost like, here's your, here's your, it's like a payment, isn't it? It's like a payment system. Mm-hmm. Instead of money, they're giving you followers to boost, try and boost your kind of, whatever they think we like because it means nothing really but yeah man it's, it's i don't know it's it's fuckery Definitely that's what fuckery, i really man. love about patreon this 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 I, I there's it would be very it would be a really convoluted very strange application if there were bots that were like signing up to patreon as well and like participating in patreon i don't i don't see i don't know how they would do that and like pay and everything that would be very strange but i i know in my bones like every single person that signs up for patreon they're real person yeah. they really appreciate this they it, that, that kind of separates i put i mean uh, uh, talking about like energy and stuff yeah i do i'm on twitter here and there i'm on instagram a little bit more but the majority of my thoughts the these types of thoughts i mean i i put them on patreon i that's was, it i like i enjoy like actually talking, talking about, about it rather it. than just posting an argument with right. a bot or something or i mm. like yeah i feel like that's what i've got to because i've had that many because i know like we don't mean to argue with bots, but sometimes it. we can get caught up in it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I there. I just feel like well, this I do is the enjoy best. this talking part of it, and yeah, the best place to. I mean, I, my I, I I like you, Rainbow. I like talking about. Obviously, I love to talk. I don't let anybody else talk. I have a problem with that. I I could do talking less, but I do love to talk, and I think that that this is where we like, work out all of our ideas mostly and so to to know that the audience of this initial effort like the the core effort which is here to know that the audience is genuine real and and appreciative that's like the trifecta you know that's that's like it's not nobody's here because they're casual <laughs> nobody's here because they're like eh, i guess i like those guys people are here because they really think that we're bringing value to the table, which we are, you know, I believe this is our most valuable, I've said this before and I'll say this again, but the most valuable resource on the planet is focused human energy and attention. It's like, it's focused human attention. It's our attention. That's why we pay attention. 
and I'm gonna be, this is my new thing, I'm gonna be talking about this a lot because I really think that this goes to everything. But the fact that we're, I love that this is my resource, this is my repository now versus Twitter where I, I used to put all of my ideas on Twitter only, you know, everything would just go on Twitter. And who knows what the audience at Twitter is? I could have, like you said, less, maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred appreciators out there. And then the rest of those thousands and thousands and thousands are just ghosts on the dead internet, you know, and that feels hollow. It feels hollow. Whereas, I don't know, just a, just a little appreciation for everyone out there listening. There's something very special about this, this platform. And I hope, I hope we, I hope it continues. And I talked about the web maybe going away, but save Patreon, please. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's something. It, I don't uh, think it'll go away, but we'll talk about this every day. I think that we need a blackout, like an internet blackout. I feel like that, that'll be a good thing as. Yeah. Like a global reset. Appreciate everything's just done on the internet. Do you know what I mean? Like with, I was having this conversation the other day and it was like, it wouldn't be a bad thing if it was like cut all the internet off for like, a week or something so do you know what oh I mean gosh. like what do you think it would do to everybody's brain just if they if they were able to decouple from the internet for a week? maybe reset them yeah <laughs> I recommend to people people who've got families yeah. kids especially that you maybe once a month have like a blackout party yeah where you you enjoy it you, you black yourself out for a weekend you enjoy it you live by candles you cook by a by um, gas fire, yeah. camping, all that stuff. So that way you're ready for it when it comes Ooh. and you're programming yourself to in- embrace it and, and not be bothered and by it. So when it comes, life, like, yay, yeah. blackout party. Yeah, it's kind of what we talk about. So like we're at a point in the world now where everyone's just greedy and selfish. That's what I was, I was having this saying. And a big blackout would kind of make people appreciate things more. Yeah. Appreciate well, that's what they said about 9-11, y'all. We got to be careful. Remember 9-11, quote unquote, brought everybody together. And, then, you know, and they're talking about like how to unite humanity is to bring the aliens in, you know. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, an internet blackout could, could theoretically. Do you think the aliens are still coming? Mm. <laughs> I, I don't go. think so. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, I, I, um. I think it's still a trick up their sleeve. I think that they're still holding out, like it's still kind of like an ace card that one day they could always wheel out the aliens and we'll all, we'll all react in a, in a predictable way. But I don't think they're doing, I don't think they're going, I don't think they, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to introduce aliens in, in, a, in a major way because I don't think anybody would believe it. You know, I think that they, I think that we are, we're beyond I think they lost the ability to even use that card to use that um, to use that trick because we. I don't. I just. Well, if I, we let them uh, know that they can't really do that because so many people are expecting it, so that like, mm, can't really do that now. Let's kill off the queen. <laughs> yeah, quick. Let's project a hologram of the queen. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think like um, when it comes to like the UFO, they've got that technology for sure this kind yeah. of vehicle that you can just project your consciousness into and fly around and shoot laser beams out and blip in and out of reality. I think they've got that. They have to. There's no way we're stuck at, with all the money and investment in time in, you know, technology, there's no way we're still stuck at tanks and laptops, you know? Because I know there's kids on YouTube that are making like laser beams that can cut through bricks and stuff with household objects. So they've definitely got that kind of stuff. It's whether they bust them out or not. I know it's not aliens; it's, it's us. Like we can achieve that. 
Whether or not they come out one day, I don't know. I'm thinking with this whole World War Three in the long term, probably by the time we're dead and gone, us guys, eventually they will whip out the UFO as a, a peacekeeping weapon. Mm. When they say, yeah. we've, got, we've got to stop the Russians and whoever fighting, yeah. the UFOs are coming out, guys, we've got them. Because it's a lot like the, the, you know, the metal um, warship. When they finally released the first metal warship, then suddenly everyone, everyone had a metal warship. Yeah. It's only till that first one came out, they didn't really bother. Everyone was still using wooden ships and that, you know? That so, reminds me, real quick, yeah. that reminds me of when the, the invention of the airplane itself, how that happened in 1910. And then just a couple, and it was such like a hokey, the Wright Brothers plane was like that really cartoonish looking contraption, not fit for any sort of air travel whatsoever. And then just, just, a, just a hop, skip and a jump, just a few years later, they had war ready airplanes, like, mm-hmm. like metal, uh, complete, just, just t- the technology advanced tenfold up to a hundredfold in just a few short years. And I think that just goes to show all this stuff is like already created. All of this stuff is already ready. They just need an origin story to introduce this technology to the public and they have to have it look hokey and whatever. So that we'll think like, you know, just like starting out, it looks like one way. And then uh, here we are, the advanced use of it. And it's military. And of course the military that does anything, then it rolls out to civilian use and da, 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 da. But yeah, they needed that original. Anyway, but yeah, I think that, like you said, tanks and laptops, we're, we've, we've got to be, we've got to be far out from that. But that reminds me too of the, of the inflatable tanks, <sighs> which you showed quite a bit, Les, on your, your wartime correspondence was how, even what we believe to be this heavy artillery, this heavy machinery, the, these weapons of war, they're for show. Many of them are for show. Mm. Just for photos. Because why, why, why would anyone, why would the masses bother going to work, paying their mortgages, when they find out there's a, a you, you know, you, that they've had UFOs that can jump in and out of time? Why would they, they wouldn't bother, you know? Like, what's the fucking point now? Why would anyone sign up to the military when, when they know the enemy's got UFOs could shoot laser beams. You just wouldn't, no one would bother with anything anymore. Do you know what I mean? It'd be game over. So they have to be very careful for the masses when they bring this stuff out because it's, it's going to break the false reality of, of going to work, paying your mortgage. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. You know, it breaks everything down. It break, people are going to be like, what's the fucking point now? Like, you can 3D kind print of a, did that. a meal. What's the point of us killing cows anymore? You know what I mean? It's going to be like a big think, game changer. Yeah. I think we're already kind of we're, we're knocking on that door because Corona, when everybody went home, many, many people that had the traditional nine to fives, I mean, there was a huge subset of the population that decided or realized, not even decided, but realized in 2020, in the lockdowns, that their life's work was meaningless, you know, that they, they by, get, by being given a chance to slow down and stay home and reevaluate their time, which is what we got to do in 2020. It was really the great reset. The, the time stood still for the first time ever, it seemed like in, our, in, our, um, in my life. And it gave everybody kind of the opportunity to reevaluate where they were spending their energy, their time, their resources, everything, everything. And so yeah, that, and, and, and many, myself included, many people made a leap, made a leap in that, in that given, given, the right parameters to reset, re- reframe. Some people do, but yeah, there might be something that is so 
intense, like the alien, like, you know, discovering aliens, shooting laser beams. That makes everybody go like, what really is the point? Why yeah. do I need to go to this job? Like, why am I paying this mortgage? Why, exactly like you said, Les, it's going to, there, there could be certain events, fabricated, you know, like fabricated events or, or planned, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, that totally reframe the way that we see our lives and our purpose and what, where we, but they need us to be toiling you know, like the, the modern society is set up for human beings from birth, cradle to grave, to be toiling their time, you know, time and toil. We're, we, we go to school and we have school for, what, 12 years. And then after that, you're immediately in, an, in maybe another school. You're immediately in a job. And then for the, the next 60 years, you're every single moment of every single day, you've got planned out, tracked out. And then if you have kids, that's multiplied and how your time is yeah. gobbled up and then you're in charge of their schooling and, da, 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 and it just never ends. I had right? this conversation with an old guy. He must have been about 68, 70. And he was talking like, he didn't know about my conspiracy stuff, but I said like money's fake. That's what got the conversation going. Yeah. And he said, there was a point. He said, do you know what? I was told you have kids. As soon as you like leave school, you get a job, you work, you look after kids, pay your mortgage. And he said, now I'm like 68. And I feel like life was a rip off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 look back I feel like I've been ripped off with me time yeah <laughs> I feel for the first time ever Boy, the might just, people might yeah. break out of that it's like you say this dimension jumping UFOs we like, give our best oh. we give we give <laughs> of ourselves to this place and we don't even realize you don't we don't even realize we're giving our best years we're giving all of our energy all of our resources everything and then we have nothing to show for it sometimes. Yeah. And let, let me throw let me throw another like wacky theory at you guys yeah. I'm playing with. What if the so-called, you know, we're calling the Illuminati for now. Not like I believe in the Illuminati, but just because people know that word, roughly what we mean, yeah. The yeah. secret unknowns, we got them down as bad guys. What if they're actually good guys tasked oh, yeah. with keeping the NPCs busy? Mm. Because if they didn't have all that garbage to worry about, who knows what they'd be fucking doing, man, because they're dangerous. <laughs> yeah. If they weren't like given some the dangerous meaningless ones things to do, they'd be dangerous. So they're they're keeping them guys busy with the false reality, allowing us guys, the good Freemasons that don't know they're Freemasons, to go off and do what we want to do and enjoy life and thoughts hmm. I, I think and have different values of what's important. Yeah. Uh, building on that or, or just kind of thinking about what you said at the top of that, I do think that whoever is in ultimate control is benevolent and wants us to wake up and the purpose and is rooting for us to wake up. I, I, I believe that. I, I believe that deeply. And all this seeming deception and all this seeming trauma and tragedy is like a theater of the, it's like a, a hyper real, a theater of the absurd so that maybe one day we will wake up. It, but uh, like the, you know, double-edged sword, one side of the blade has a function, the other side of the blade almost does the opposite. And I think that for a, a big portion of the population, people are, uh, are put to sleep by the illusion, but it also serves to wake others up like us, like, just the Queen's Jubilee is a perfect example. You know, we see all of these, these lies, these deceptions unfolding in front of us and being revealed to us with all the different ways that they're projecting the Queen. And that serves to em embolden our awakening 
and to further that process. But for others, it just keeps them further and further and further asleep or, or, or deeper, deeper into sleep. I don't know. But, I, you know, the evil day, <clears throat> I don't believe there's an evil day. I believe there's an, a, a benevolent force that is ultimately wanting us to escape. <laughs> it wants us to see the exit door and is illuminating it as, 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 as bright as possible. Um, I still haven't seen the exit door. Les, I'm always looking. I'm always looking for my exit. <laughs> Only see it on TV behind these exits. I can't miss it every time. I oh, I know. It's always on TV on these. Always like, oh, an yeah. exit in the background. I just think of Les every time. Every time. Exit stage left every exit time. Exit stage left. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know what's weird? Like um, the job I do now, Rambo will notice. Like well, I'm a bouncer, right? But the actual technical name is a door doorman yeah. or door supervisor. Yeah. And it's crazy that most of my work revolved around on Twitter about doorways and exit doors and so yeah the doorman in many ways like i don't know it's weird but right as rambo have you seen um i think it's interesting that you're a doorman you know like a a door yeah what is that in uh, game of thrones hodor he was like a hold the door yeah hold (laughs) the door um anyway but yeah the fact that you're dormant like a gatekeeper a, a portal a portal a portal yeah Something to that. Something. It, it, sometimes our, our our normie jobs actually are quite illuminating in our actual. I mean, there's a reason that I think that I work in graphics and video and 3D and all this stuff. I think that that is. Um, I, I'm I'm meant to. I'm I'm meant to have have this mm. background. You know, I'm meant to have gone into this world of of projection of light projection and learn about it. And so the one day I'll be here, you know, and I had to go through all that stuff and be in it, to be inside of it. And now like, as you, as, I mean, you're a gatekeeper's the wrong word, but you're, you're a, uh, you actually are holding the door open to the portal for many people, like, like the way out you're, you're helping keep the exit door. You're opening it for the ones that want to walk through. And I think that like meta metaphorically, you're doing that with your work that uh, everything that you do. And then, and then literally <laughs> you're doing that in the actual job by opening the door for those yeah, who want to go opening through. The door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this is just a, the synchronicities are just off the charts these days, isn't it? And then like, Rambo's background in sign language. Yeah. And then do you know what, <laughs> when you watch videos yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah, and you yeah. turn the volume down, you see how fake it is. Do you know what yes. I mean? When you turn the volume down of something and watch, you see. I never listen to video. I never listen to the audio. The sound kind of distracts you from. It does. The sounds distract you. Yeah. So I always have my my audio off um, when I watch video. When people send me videos. Something I felt I got from that more than anything is like picking up on vibrations of people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You don't have to say much and they don't say anything, but you can sense how they, what they're thinking, what they're feeling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I learned a lot from that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And you can get that through the internet. Yeah. You don't even yeah. have to like be in the same room as someone. You can just get a vibe from someone's avatar in the way that they interact. <laughs> you, can, you, really, you really, you really, can. really can. It's, it's quite wild. It's quite wild how you can just get a, a, uh, it's like a spidey sense, but you can, but the stronger that sense goes, the gut intuition and the, the, the sensations and the senses that we are born with, we can develop those and grow them, grow those skills like a muscle. You know, the more, the more you trust and listen to your intuitive voice, the stronger it will become. The more you ignore it, the weaker it'll become. It's like a muscle. Any muscle atrophies or strengthens with use or unuse. And if you don't use your gut intuition by being, you know, like we were kind of strengthening our <clears throat> our ability to tell the vibes of people somehow on the internet. And I think that that actually has translated into my real life. I have a much better 
uh, I'm much more attuned, I think, to people's vibe <laughs> now, um, now that I've, I've woken up myself and I'm aware of it. So it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Something about, we, God, we're, we're magical creatures. We really are. We're, we're, we're magical, mystical creatures. And we are just beginning to realize how powerful we truly are. We are the monarchy. We are the, you know, like we are, we are, we are the, the power. We, we, are the, we are the masons. We are the monarchs. We are the true power. Collectively, us as this collective body, we are. We, are. Yeah, we hold all the power. We be the many, they be the few. And I think that if we could just get to that tipping point, you know, I think that there's a tipping point of an awareness. It doesn't have to be everybody. I, I don't think that that's a tall order. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But just like in mathematics, if you reach a certain X point and it's not even, I think it's like in the 20 percentile, like I don't even think it's, it's that much, but like, like a, tipping, a tipping ship or something, if you get to a certain point, the rest of the ship will tip or the rest of the balance will tip. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be 50% either. It's, 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 it doesn't even have to be that much. But there, there's something to that. I think that if enough people can begin to realize the, the fakery, the spell will be broken for all. Because I think the spell ultimately is powered. All of the illusion is like a magic show. And I think the spell is powered by our belief in the spell. And when enough people do not believe, then the, the spell breaks for all. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, any other final thoughts on the jube? On the we've been going for over an hour. This is a good little God save the Queen episode. Any other final thoughts on what on the festivities this weekend or or what's what's ahead? Laz, what about you? It's one of the things that I, we, we could probably talk about this for for weeks now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I do think whether they um, whether they make mm-hmm. it public or not, I think this is the end of her today. Yeah. Her energy yeah. has been shut down, I think, wherever she is. I don't think she's a real person yet. I think she's been shut down. So, yeah, interesting times ahead. One last thing about the thing on her head that could be the um, obsidian black mirror they talk about that the first queen had, that Queen Elizabeth I had, which um, apparently they were talking to angels, and that's what gave them the technology to create the British Empire and stuff. So What? Okay, what? Oh, sorry, tell me more about this. What? Yes, okay, come on. Tell me okay. more about this. Have you heard of John John D? You heard John of John D? D. A, a truther? Truther John? Like no, no, he was like the um astrologist for Queen Elizabeth. No, I haven't. Was, was he, wait, let me I'm sure it's Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. The Queen's mom. The Queen's grandma. The one okay. that most people know John D. He was like the magician, astrologist. John D, advisor to the Queen Elizabeth, to Queen Elizabeth the yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah, and he had a black mirror, a circular subsi- um, obsidian yeah, piece of stone. A spirit and, mirror, yep. Yeah, and he was talking to angels with mm-hmm. Enochian magic, and this was what gave him the technology that the Royal Navy used to basically dominate the oceans and start the British Empire. It's literally a black mirror. It's a it, now, just, is that, just like a show, black mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it, and... Um, is that a sm- is that is that was that it on her on her hat? You know, <gasps> it looks like oh, that. Yeah. It looks exactly look. If you look up, if you Google, obs- H V has got one in her. People can't see, but H V has got one behind her on the wall there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> 
I sure do. <laughs> Actually, it's a real mirror. It's a it's a regular old mirror surrounded by blackness. So little, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Little little. <laughs> you know, sometimes I look around my apartment and I'm like. I've got these symbols and signs that I've just collected over time, and then they just all of a sudden they make so much sense one day, and I'm like, oh, okay, Wait, that's it, I've been carrying this around forever. It's just another synchronicity as we talk. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there describing this thing, and I'm looking behind your shoulder, and it's there. <laughs> you know, it's just so. It's just, oh, that it's my obsidian scrying now. mirror, of course, of course. <laughs> I got it from John yeah. D. <laughs> And and John D was the first ever 007. He used to sign all of his like, um, uh, you know, in his correspondence with 007. What? So he's he's the original 007. Interesting. What does 007 yeah. mean? Like, what's the uh, number? I mean, looking at the numbers themselves, 007. Like, what is that? I don't know. That's that's interesting. I didn't know that there was. I didn't know that there was any uh, point of 007 before. Uh, James Bond. I thought it 100% was a James Bond thing, like just fictional name for that. That's interesting. I had no idea. Gosh, Les, learn a new thing every day. I had no idea about Elizabeth the first. I'm going to look at this John D guy after this. No. Oh, John D's a great one, man. Yeah, definitely. Just definitely go down that rabbit hole. He's a big. He's a big part of where we are now. Like, he is like a massive part thing, of, of where we are now. The first. So I've typed in John D Queen. And then when you scroll down a little bit, the first thing was John D a real person? That was like the first yes. question asked. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, this is part of it. Is he a real person? I mean, yeah. Did he exist at all? Was he a digital gin? Was he the guy in the mirror? You know, it's this is a you know, uh, yeah. Everyone, this is a great topic to look into. I'm going to be onto him today. Yeah. And it really does. The obsidian stone, like the the scrying mirror, looks ex it's just a black circle. So uh, I think that you are spot on. Yeah, Les. that was what was what, on, what we've got, on our What hat. we've got here, spot this is the on. fake. This is the fake false reality obsidian stone black mirror we got here. You see. Mm -hmm. So we're all we're all messing around. I'm holding yes, up my our iPhones. Yes, everybody yeah. has a black mirror of a scrying a scrying stone in there, in their pocket. We all do. When you look back at that cold, black reflection. But this has got us on the digital um, angels or gin. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you had that one, that might be the more positive uh, nature-esque angels talking back to you, you know? Mm. Stuff that we don't stuff that we don't even think about in our day-to-day -day lives. Like, where can we get one of these black obsidian mirrors, you know? Mm -hmm. no, one, no one's doing that. Well, I'm currently shopping for one. Uh, I already have one behind me, but uh, I'm looking for another one. <laughs> be, be careful, everyone, if you do, because um, John D and his, his, his best friend, Edward Kelly, they didn't end up too well, you know. They pretty much went mad. That's true. In their storyline. We really do need to be yeah. more mindful. We need to be more mindful of the things that we allow into our possession. Even, I mean, we, we've let the phone in our pocket take over our lives and we didn't even think twice about it. You know, we really didn't. Mm -hmm. we, we did not think twice about letting this magic into our lives. And for some, it has completely transformed and taken over their life and they can't do anything. I mean, I know how I feel when I think that I've lost my phone. I feel like a limb is missing from me and I freak uh, out as uh, if I've lost my <laughs> leg, you know, it's, it's that, we all know that feeling, that kind of seizing in the heart and like, oh, where's my phone? You know, we all know what that feels like. 
And we shouldn't have that level of attachment to an inanimate object. We, we really should not have that feeling of, of a cleaved limb from this hunk of metal and whatever, a mirror, a glass and quartz and whatever's inside. We shouldn't. Give yourself that. a block out. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. We got to go on a blackout. But uh, what about Patreon? No, no. I, but I, there is something to, there is something to limiting your screen time. It's, it can be very difficult to do, but it frees up so much else that we don't even realize we're missing out on. We don't even realize. And that goes to your, you guys, both of y'all made this point, but we've kind of, we're just throwing our lives away at a, you know, we, at a certain time you look up and you're like, where Where'd the time go? Where'd, where'd, where'd the resources go? Where'd, where'd everything go? What do I have to show for it? And at every point along the way, we've consented. Like we've, liter- we've agreed to give our time and energy and focus and attention away, but we didn't even realize we, decided we allowed it. And then all of a sudden, we don't have it anymore. You know, with my phone, I cannot remember anything anymore. I can't remember. I used to be able to, I used to be really good with remembering phone numbers. Can't do that to save my life anymore. You know, I, there's all these little things that I've allowed my smart device to do for me that I am no longer capable of doing. And that's, that's a, that is a negative side of technology that I don't think anybody really understands or anticipates. And there's something diminishing about giving our innate powers over to the machine even experiences outside people are mostly watching it through the screen anyway you know uh, like i encountered some pokemon camera, goers like, this weekend yesterday this lady came up to me and she was like are you playing and i was like i was playing a song at that moment i was trying to listen to a song and so i thought she was talking about the song that i was playing and i was like uh, uh, uh. but then i realized she was talking about playing pokemon go like no, I'm I'm not I'm not playing that game. But there were there were three other people in the park that were, and they I saw them all connect, and it's like who's still playing Pokemon Go? But yeah, it's even taking our outdoor experiences and digitizing them, and so we're not even really I don't know. There's some sort of phenomenon with the Pokemon Go situation that that digital overlay of unreality on our real world and interacting and playing within that and. Well, you, you hear stories of you know people fell off the cliff and stuff looking for yes. Yes. Pokemon and people falling off the cliff taking selfies for Instagram and mm-hmm. and that's just pretty sad, isn't it? If if people are like dropping off cliffs for when you <laughs> for lose this, your but, life to prove how good your life, you know, taking a selfie to show yeah. how mystical your life is, and you lose it in the process of that, that's um, it's not irony. It's it's something. It's it's something. It's yeah. It's a just mm. one one. I'll do one last thing on that the circle on her head. Yeah. In many of the like sci-fi films and stuff, whenever there was a hologram character, mm-hmm. like um, like Ram, Ram, do you remember Red Dwarf? Do you ever oh used yeah, to watch Red yeah. Dwarf? Remember the the hologram had the H on his head? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. And that was it. That was that was what was projecting yeah. his three D body. So if you press that, he would turn off, or you could just put it in your pocket, right? Yeah. So if the if the technology is around for the hologram to make a three D projection of itself, maybe that's the center point you know, where it can project uh, some kind of material behind it that does manifest in front of you that you can probably touch and stuff. It kind of looks like the center of our eyeball, our, yeah. our, uh, our pupil, the black, the black point at the center, at the very center that takes in all the light. Kind of reminds me of the pupil, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, it's also, also in the latest Blade Runner, his, his girlfriend's a hologram, it's the same thing. 
it can project out of some little floating device and appear standing next to you and stuff. So it's definitely a sci-fi kind of thing there as well. But yeah, that's that's my final note on the Queen's uh, black circle on her head, whatever the hell that was. <laughs> black hole sun. Yeah. What about you, the Black Rambo? sun, the black sun. Oh, my God. I, the black sun. Black, back to oh, it. Also, also, her brooch was like a kind of like octopus mask. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting how it was on the center of her head as well. Do you know? I know. Yeah. It was very strange looking. Very strange indeed. Well, this was a good one, y'all. Uh, we had, I think there's going to be more on the queen coming. There is, because I'm going to dig on that today, this John D thing. I'd never heard of that. So definitely on that today. And I want yes. to find this green screen thing that I posted and trying to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to look for it the I know, whole time. the whole time, this whole recording, really I was seeing you look it over It was a really good... Um, no, I remember example you did, uh, yes. of how it works. You know that's all, and I know I've got it somewhere. But yes, send it to me when you find it. A year it ago, two years it. ago, I don't know. I remember yeah, posting it though. Yeah, it was in 2020. <laughs> I think it was her Christmas card address in in 2020. She did some sort of address to the people, and she was wearing that green screen green dress. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, oh, Lizzie. Is that, oh my that gosh. Reminds me of something like out of Aladdin or something as well. I don't know. Like the, the center, the black dot in the yes. center. Oh yeah, they had that little dot and the feathers coming <laughs> yeah. out on their on their turbans. Yeah. <sighs> something to it. One, well, what, with 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 John D, um, kind of go to like the deepest, deepest kind of search results in it. Because I think the first stuff is just gonna be like, oh, he's just a drunk. He was just yeah. a drunk, uh, crazy person, you know. It's gonna be a lot of mainstream kind of downplay of, of everything. So it's probably worth looking for a really kind of low down search for um hmm. for him, yeah. The back rooms. You gotta look through the back That's rooms it, to yeah. find the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well thanks everybody. This was awesome. We'll keep an eye out for the Queen's demise. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. happen. She's ninety six. Coming, coming soon. Coming coming to a screen near coming you. Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Well, this is great. Okay. Well, this concludes our God Save the Queen post-Jubilee extravaganza. And uh, we'll all connect soon. Thank you, guys. Take care. Cheers, guys. See you later.